Hello, this is Andrew Levy, and I'd like to talk to you as a subscriber to our wage settlement survey about some of the findings in our third quarterly report, which is available now. Obviously, the big question on everyone's mind is what is the impact of COVID? Well, setting aside the obvious observations that it's caused a huge spike in unemployment, it's caused a huge fall in economic growth, and taken together, this means that the employment outlook is very, very bleak. We need to go a little bit further and ask about the impact it's having on wage settlement levels. Now, the first thing is that you would anticipate that wage settlements would fall in times of economic crisis. And the answer is, yes, they do. But do bear in mind that the rate of decline of wage increases is in itself very small. So anything which is greater than 0.3 or 0.4 of a percent is regarded as a very, very large one. During the last six months, the settlement level, and we are a little light on settlements because there haven't been that many, but certainly it's come down in the uh, order of magnitude of 0.6.7%, and settlements are running at about 6.3% right now. Equally, you would imagine that this would have some impact on uh, the union approach to wage negotiations, but this appears not to be the case at all. Union negotiations are still typified by ridiculous claims, uh, averaging about 14.5%, and the usual refusal to move, refusal to justify uh, the number as to where it comes from, and to make very, very heavy weather, rather than one might have expected, to look for a way of cooperating with the employer to minimize job losses. So in point of fact, I think this shows quite clearly that the union negotiating strategy is absolutely unchanged. Come in high, as high as you can, in the belief this will give you a lot of negotiating uh, leeway, and then bog down, refuse to move. Now, of course, in a time like this, the employer's resistance to this sort of bargaining is strengthened, and that has two implications. The first is that strike action will decrease, and indeed this has been the case. In the last six months, there have been no incidences of strike action, bar one or two, in wage negotiations. But equally, if unions have a lower propensity to strike, which they certainly do, uh, one needs to say, well, when they do go on strike, are they winning? And the answer to that, again, as you would expect, is no, they're not. So the strikes are not lasting long. For example, if you look at the Gautrain incident, that was less than a week. It was very poorly supported. And despite what the press may have said, um, it was really a bit of a debacle as far as the union was concerned. And in the end, they settled at a, a level where they certainly could have settled without any strike at all. So that was an exercise in uh, um, lost wages, lost opportunity for the employees. Equally, the number of workdays lost to strike action where it occurs, as our last example has shown, is also very limited. So... Looking forward, what this means is there will be far, far fewer strikes. They will not last as long, and the employers will certainly have the whip hand, although it doesn't seem to be the fact that the unions understand this. The real issue, of course, is retrenchment and job loss. Now, we can make two observations here. The first is that retrenchments are by no means over. We're still in a state of national disaster, which means the employer has the ability to determine hours and, and pay based on the hours worked. But once this 
is over and we go back to what is regarded as normal, it will not be the previous situation. And the COVID impact on top of an economy which is already in a very difficult situation is going to mean that retrenchments will continue at a very high level for the next year and possibly into the year thereafter. Estimates show that we've contracted uh, and lost about 2.2 million jobs in the labor market um, as a result of COVID. But at this stage, it's too soon to say how many of those jobs will resurface. And the answer is very few. So that's the first thing we can observe. The second thing is, in many cases, the employer has actually implemented wage cuts. So he's actually reduced the rate of pay. Now, there is a lot of legal confusion around this, but the simple issue is if you can show this was done by agreement, through consultation, without coercion, then when we go back to normal and the state is repealed by the state president, the assumption is that the contract will revert to its previous uh, status. On the other hand, if you have enforced and pressured and uh, unilaterally cut wages, then I think you're going to find yourself in a situation where the courts will set their face against you. And the expectation will be people will revert to their previous level of earnings, which of course is going to translate into further retrenchments. So I think that's a brief view from the bridge, as it were. And um, what I would say is that we will be completing our overall assessment and analysis for the labor market in the year 2020, early in the new year, We will circulate that to you, but if you're starting to think about your budgeted levels of settlement next year, if you think in the 4 to 4.5% range for non-unionized staff, if you think in the 5.3 to 6% for unionized staff, and remember that that is an average, so they're going to be people above, they're going to be people below, then you're not going to be far off the mark. Once we've got all our data in for this year, we'll be running our forecasting model and we'll be in touch with you again to let you know what to expect. Also, let me remind you that towards the end of February, we will be doing our annual seminar. Well, it'll be a webinar probably this year, which looks in detail at anticipated increases, movements in levels of settlement, wage increases. Uh, We'll break it down by industry, by sector, by union, and all that information which is so vital for your planning in the year ahead. So on that basis, let me thank you for your time and your attention. Hope you find it useful and always remember that we are available to respond by way of email or telephone call to our subscribers at any time to assist them with particular questions they may have. Thank you and enjoy your break. You've been listening to another production from Solid Gold Podcasts.